This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. You're listening to Radio Kidnappers, the voice of Hawke's Bay. This is a program called Suicide Support in the Aftermath, and it's my pleasure, as always, to have in the studio Warren Brown from Staros. How you going, Warren? Going well, thanks, Ken. How's yourself? Oh, I can't complain. All the better for talking with you, you know that. <laughs> it's been a long couple of weeks with all this rain, hasn't it? It has, yeah, it hasn't stopped either. It's still still happening out there. Yeah, absolutely right. And uh, I think it's going to be here till at least the weekend as we record this George program. Today, I know, you? I'm full of uh, good stuff today, that's for sure. <laughs> but anyway, this program is called Suicide Support in the Aftermath. You are one of the co founders of uh, an organisation called Staros. Just remind our listeners, uh, if they haven't remembered what you're all about, what you're all about. Yes, well. Like originally, we started as a as a support group for people affected by suicide, because there was none, nothing around at that stage when when I went looking for one. And uh, so we've we find it beneficial, you know, to be able to talk with others who've who've lost people to suicide, and and it's helpful for them as well. And so, as as well as that, we've we've become a trust about five years ago now, and the trust allows us to. Uh, you know, sort of focus on the well-being of people as well. So, mm. so as well as we're there at the, you know, for the aftermath of when someone takes their life, mm. we obviously prefer that people don't take their life. Yeah. So, we want to help with, um, you know, people's well-being and, and you know how they can manage that themselves as well. Yeah, you don't want to be the ambulance at the bottom of the cliff. No, we don't. No, no. And I mean, it's all, you know. Looking after yourself and being well is, you know, it's there's a myriad of different things that you can go around, you know, about how you get that. But and there's, you know, you, there's a whole lot of things going on. It's you know, it's on mental health, it's on men's, you know, prostate cancer mm-hmm. and stuff like that, cancer, any all sorts of cancer, all these sort of things. But ultimately, it's about people being well and looking after themselves and people looking after each other. So. Yes, indeed. And uh, we talked about that the last time you were in, uh, communities are supporting community, and we'll talk about that uh, again very shortly. But before we get there, there's a couple of gigs coming up that you're going to be involved in, and uh, we had the very great pleasure of uh, interviewing or talking to you on this program um, probably last year, wasn't it, uh, Rob Makaraka? And yes. Tell us about Shop Bro, Confessions of a Depressed Bullet. Yeah, well, Rob and his one-man show. Rob, uh, he's, a, he's an actor by trade. And in, in 2009, he was he found himself in a real dark hole. A real, he was going through a real depressive episode. And if you talk to him, he, he says it himself. He says uh, he's he saw how easy it was for, and he and he says this. He says saw how easy it was for Maori to be shot by police mm-hmm. on TV. Mm. You know, he saw it on TV, so he thought right. I want to. I want to leave. I don't want to be around here anymore. He was in such a dark space, and he said, "This should be easy." Mm. So he lost the plot, so to speak, and he sort of he yeah he had a real you know tough time and where he was, and 
he went the short story is he goes stamping out of the house with a with a meat cleaver wrapped in a tea well, a meat mm. cleaver and a and a soup ladle wrapped in a tea towel. Mm. And he was just going off his nut and eventually police shot him and thankfully he lived. Mm. Um and it was while while he was laying in the hospital with his with his guts open and everything waiting for things to fix themselves and heal. He came up with this idea that, you know, I should uh I want to do something that helps people to mm. manage this stuff, you know, when it happens to them. So he created this show called Shot Bro, and it details his life, you know, from when he was a youngster. There's a lot about it when he was a young fella, and what happened in his life, and and how he got to the dark places, how he got through the dark places, and how he manages the dark places now. Mm. And it's a great show, and it's. I mean, it's one of those things that you might go and see 10 or a dozen times and you'll pick something up yeah. differently from it. I can speak from experience on that. Yes, you have seen it 10 or a dozen times. Yeah, well, I have. I've seen <laughs> yes. it a few times. But, I mean, it's it's not everyone's cup of tea. No. Of but course. it's like everything. You know, you put every, anything on and it's not, not going to be for everyone. Right. So if someone walks into that, wherever it is, whether it's a rugby club, a marae, you know, a conference centre or anything like that where he's performing and they recognise something in what Rob does in themselves and it's it's those sort of things that, you know, are the, are the things that, you know, they're the positives that come out yeah. of it and and that's why he does it and, you know, he, he says himself he just doesn't want anyone to take their life. Yeah. You know, he wants people to be well and look after themselves. So. Well, it's a confronting topic which um, people should be aware of. Yeah, should absolutely. Should be talking about it. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And uh, he's got two gigs coming up. One is at the Flaxmere Rugby Club, 280 Portsmouth Road in Flaxmere, 27th of April. That's at 6pm. And then the Napier City Rovers um, Club Rooms at 38 Clyde Jeffrey Drive in Napier, Friday the 29th. Uh, at 10.30 a.m. So open to all whanau and families. It's suitable for ages 10 and up. It's uh, free entry, although a koha will be um, much appreciated. And also, I think the thing about uh, Rob's story is that it didn't happen overnight, did it? It was a, a long road, a long dark road to what he did. That's right. It, it, it was. It, 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 yeah, exactly right. I mean, he'd actually just come back from, from London where he performed a show with... Um, that he'd um, co-wrote with a with a uh, local guy here, and it went really well. He was, I mean, from the outside, it looked like he had he had everything. Mm, you know, he was he was a smiley, happy-go-lucky fella. Yeah, and yet the world is falling to pieces underneath him. So. Yeah, and that's always the challenge, isn't it, to find out um, if someone said, well, and you you just highlighted it perfectly. Everyone thinks it's uh, smelling of roses for Rob, but you don't know what's going on. In his head, no, that's right. I mean, he sees himself too. He he still still has tough times. Yeah, but the thing that he has now is that he has tools that can help him manage those tough times. Um, and a a big part of those tools is he's got three three people uh, that he can ring at any time yeah. when things are going down that um, he can have a chat to. I wonder, is it? Um, could you liken it almost, or am I completely off the off the track on this one? Could you almost liken it to be uh, being a, an alcoholic or a drug addict that uh, you know you so easily could fall off 
you, know, you come right, you think, oh, thank God, I, you know, like Rob, thank God he woke up from being shot, almost had a bit of an epiphany and said, I'm going to go and help other people. But how close is he to falling off the wagon, so to speak? Is it, is it a constant thing that he's living with? Well, I, or was it behind him? Oh no, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You, you ever talk to him, and he'll, he'll say it's still still with him. Mm. Yeah, and I think it's one of those things that once you you accept what you have, mm. th- that that plays a big part in and how you manage it you, yourself. You, yeah, I mean you can't because if you think I'm over this thing, yeah, all you're really doing is just pushing it down. Yeah, exactly. and if you continue to push that stuff down, eventually it's going to come back and bite you. Yeah. Tell us about Grassroots Hawks Bay 2022. Yeah, well, Grassroots, you know, just to give you a bit of a background on that. There was a, there was a concept that was came up in, I don't know, it was, it was 2000 and, was it? it was about four years ago, yeah. anyway, uh, by a guy called uh, Paul Lynch and his wife, Wendy. They lived down in Oxford and in Canterbury. Mm. And they wanted to have a weekend that was around, you know, positivity around you know people talking about what you know stories much like what rob does in his show actually rob was there anyway but and he did a show Mm. there and the idea of that was to get people together and it was a very grassroots focused thing you know it was obviously they invited services and all those sort of people and people who could be there on hand if people needed them but the idea was for and you know speakers to come along talk about the struggles they'd had in life and how they managed them and how they sort of overcame them to an extent and how they manage them now. Mm. I heard about that and unfortunately I couldn't get down there because my wife and I had already organised a trip about two weeks later down south, yeah. so we couldn't do the both. But I, when we were down there, I caught up with Paul and Wendy and had a chat to them about it, asked them how it went. It went really well, was well received. They held theirs over a weekend. It was a full weekend, fairly full-on sort of a thing when you're talking about this this stuff. Mm. And I, I just said, well, we'd like to run one up there, you know, and so we went back and forwards over the next, you know, few months just discussing that and how we could do that. And uh, so the following year we actually ran our first grassroots up here and uh, we ran it for a day and... Again, we had Rob doing a show in the morning, and then we had three or four speakers after that. We thought it went well. Unfor- <laughs> you have these things with timing and, and yeah. life, eh? And unfortunately, the because we had Rob here for a couple of shows, and one of them down in Waipawa on a Friday night, and I was I was actually expecting to pick a guy up from Christchurch who was who was going to be speaking at the grassroots on the Saturday. And I got a call from him while we were at the show, and it was actually March the fifteenth when um, mm. the mosque attacks hit, mm. and they locked down Christchurch, and so was it. he couldn't get out. Mm. Um, had a bit of an effect on people attending the next day, but what can you do? Right. So you still go ahead with it. Yeah. It, it was successful. We found it successful, and we'll always say that. I mean, storytelling's fantastic way. Uh, for people to, you know, communicate and 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 listen and mm. all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so we did that, and last year we did another one, um, and same same principle. 
with COVID, unfortunately, we had to postpone it twice before it happened. Um, but the guy who couldn't make it the year before actually made it last yep. year, so that was cool. And we decided this year, well, we're actually going to change it a bit. We, we're going to have a shortened one, so we're doing it over, um, you know, from I think it runs from 10 to 2. That's right. Uh, and we're having three speakers, mm. and we're going to do more of those during the year. So it gives us an opportunity to just offer these things for people or for our community that they're going to get benefits out of. And the one this the first one it kicks off on um, the thirtieth of April. Uh, they're all local speakers, and that's on at uh, Tauranga College, thirty three Tamara Peak Road in Havelock North. Like Gail Warren says, Saturday the thirtieth of yep. April. And if you want to find out more about that, you can uh, visit the the website, the Staros website. Yep, yep, that's right. Or our Facebook page. Yeah. And once again, uh, entry is free, but a koha would certainly be appreciated. And. We might take a break, have a song, and then when we come back, like I said, I was doing some research. And uh, in some respects, it has goes some way to what we're talking about, Rob, and you know what, what, what made Rob uh, finally decide to, to do what he did. You're back on Kidnappers, the voice of Hawke's Bay. This is Suicide Support in the Aftermath. Warren Brown from Staros is right here in the studio with me. And uh, just to remind our listeners, Warren, we want to get hold of you at Staros to talk about uh, anything to do with what you talk about. How do we do that? Yep, you can phone me on 027-286-4071 or my colleague Sandra on 027-684-3033 or you can get us via our website staros.org.nz or our Facebook page. Now, I was doing some research, like I mentioned before we went to that song, uh, about some of the myths surrounding uh, suicide and questions about suicide. It's nothing that we haven't talked about before, but I just the one that struck me, it, sort of, it just poked out of, the page at me and when we were talking about rob it's brought me back to it that it says uh here one of the myths around suicide is that people take their lives out of the blue they just decide that's it i'm gonna go and do it yeah nah no, 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 yeah I don't, I don't i don't believe that i mean the i suppose that to put it another way a lot most you, you, most people don't plan it for months either. No, you know it's it's a result of you know whatever's happening for them, whatever's has been happening for them that they can't you know control. They yeah. can't can't cope. They anymore. can't cope with. They can't fix it. Yeah, and and you know for them ultimately it's their what what they believe. Is, is the best decision yeah. to, to, to stop what's happening for them and to stop the pain that's happening for them. Well, the answer to what they've written there is pretty much what you said. And uh, they do say here, though, that um, people who take their own lives uh, generally have communicated their intent beforehand to other people. And some of the signs uh, that this author points out is that, you know, including telling others, um, one, they want to kill themselves, they actually tell people they want to do that, or giving away some of their positions that you think, hmm, I wonder why he's giving me that. You know, that's one of his prized positions. Or putting their life in order, so that's to speak, right. and you think, hmm, I wonder why he's doing that. But we don't think that, do we? We just think, oh, shit, Warren gave me that book. Good on you. Absolutely. And 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 that's to say, that's exactly the key to that is is the people closest to those the people who does who do take their lives can't possibly, you know, they they go on about signs, but. How can you see the signs when, yes, right. when 
you're not looking for them like that. Mm. I mean, and they're not displaying them mm. to you anyway. I mean, the the people closest to the people who do, who pass away are the ones least likely to know what's happening for them mm. unless that person tells them. Yeah. So we should be, I don't know, it's a sort of fine line, isn't it? So, I mean, if you came in here and gave me a, a book on the Beatles, because everyone knows that I'm a big fan of the Beatles, and I knew that you were also a fan and that you treasured that book and you said to me, look, I want you to have this. I probably wouldn't think, hmm, wonder why I was doing that. I'd probably think, oh, that's bloody good of Warren. He's given me that really good yeah, book. Well, no, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, would you? And, and the, probably the manner that I gave it to you, Yeah, um, there's nothing to say that, or you're struggling with something, or mm-hmm. there's something not something amiss, or something there. But you almost need a degree in psychology to some respect, just to get inside people's heads, don't you? Well, there, I mean, there's, there's all this talk around awareness and everything. I mean, it's been going around for years, and yes, and, and I think we're we're at a point now where we're, yep, we're aware, we are aware of what's happening. Um, so it's it's about what are we doing about it? Yeah, and what we try and are doing trying to do about it is is just keep talk about it you know we 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 put on events and things where people can talk about the mm. struggles that they have and so it's it's actually real real time stuff as as opposed to something you read in a book or yeah. something you hear on the on the through the media and stuff like that so we want people to just be upfront and you know we want these conversations to be our normal conversations yeah. you know when you're talking about talking about the rugby, you're talking about you know what what's happening you know you know with the shops or anything like that, or you know what's the price of petrol and that, yes. all those sort of things. You know wh- why can't we talk about our how we're feeling and our emotions with each other as as a general just yeah you know everyday thing. I wonder what the answer is. I mean, you know, many of our superstars, particularly, we could highlight some from the rugby scene who have uh, suffered depression over the years and, and, and come out and said that they've suffered from depression. But again, you would think looking on the uh, from the outside in and think, wow, this, these guys have got everything going for them. They're world famous. They're probably rich. They've got really nice cars. What more could they want out of life? But they're inside their head. They've got a demon. But, but I wonder what the answer is because you know, a report in the news over the last couple of weeks is that the government spent $1.9 billion uh, trying to improve mental health and the end result has been virtually no change. So is it, it's probably not a matter of just throwing money at it, is it? What is the answer? I yeah, don't know. Yeah, I, know, I agree. Um, and throwing money in it, at a, at a, unless you want to, to change how the system's working at the moment, mm. the systems are broken mm. right across the board. So unless you want to make changes to that, all you're doing is throwing money to prop them up. Yeah. And so nothing will change if you do that. So, yeah, I mean, what's the point of building bigger and better, you know, mental health units or whatever when it's what's happening in mental health units is is not working for people anyway. Mm. So, yeah. I don't know if you've discussed the statistics, and maybe I might look them up for our next show, whether or not the uh, the issues that we're having with mental health today is that much different from in the late 50s when I was a young person. I wonder just how different they are statistically speaking. So you know, now we've got what, 5 million plus people, and we are X percent have got problems with their mental health. But if we run the clock back to, like I say, the late 50s, I wonder how much different that percentage might have been. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. 
I obviously don't know the answer to no, that one same, either. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you just... Have things it, changed or do, you, do we just look back with rose-tinted glasses and say, ah, oh, the good old days? Oh, no, I think, I think you know, obviously there were struggles in them, them days as well. But it, even today, you see, like, you, you talk about the sports stars, but you see the... You see the ones like the Osakas and that who mm. pull out of tournaments and that because yeah. and they they're up front with it. They say, "Well, I'm struggling with stuff, so that's that's why I'm doing it." And there's a lot more of them doing that. Mm. You know, they're taking a break. One of our cricket girls did it. You know, before the before the World Cup started and stuff like that. So, and look, and uh, all hail to those, all part of those people who do that. But then also, there's there's another side of that um, discussion, isn't it? People, oh, yeah, you just can't hack it. And that's, that's oh yeah, yeah. And, and and that's and that's a terrible way to look at it, isn't it? It is, and and that's part of the that culture we have to change, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, that's once once we can break that culture down, we're probably on the right track. Yeah, yeah. I was, I mean, I took part in this this run for another another group the other day, and I've, on one of the laps, and I was walking around, I was talking to this guy, and and I said, look, you know, whatever we do. We have to stop just talking about it and we have yeah. to do stuff. I mean, to change 250 years yeah. of culture, you know, as, as as far as this stuff goes, it doesn't happen overnight. No. So, But to change, we have to want to make a change and we have we have to affect change by actually doing something about it. When you look at that, though, that's 10 generations you're talking about. Is yeah. it going to take 10 generations to change? Well, I hope not. I hope not. I mean... I'm not naive. I, I know by the time I pass on, another yeah, fifty years, fifty odd years, <laughs> or oh, he says, um, you know, is it, you know, it, it's not going to be all turned over, and it's all going to be all you know, well in the well in the hood and all that sort of stuff, because it won't be. It's going to take time, but for the for the best part of me doing what I'm doing. And we us doing what we're doing, if we can start to make that change and can see that change, mm. I mean, you can see changes are happening. There's there's just more people wanting to be involved in this. Stuff. Yes, which is good. How do you measure that change? We've only got about two minutes to go. How do you, how will you measure that change when you when you see it happening? Will there be more people talking about it, or the numbers will be right down, right down, or will it be both, or what? Yeah, we'll see. It's like a KPI, and I'm not yeah. big on that stuff. You no, see. you're not. Yeah, <laughs> most people are. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know people. Are. The hell was number one? One one's a good number as far as They're statistics right and that. Absolutely. Because if one person, yeah, we can see a change in a person. Mm. Isn't isn't that a win? Yeah. You know, and we go, we do that every time we talk with someone or they talk with us, and someone comes to one of our things we put on. Yeah. You know, if, yeah, if if someone walks in with something hanging on to them and then walks out with something they didn't have before, which is going to help them, mm. how beneficial is that? You cannot yeah. beat it. No, you can't. And no. I'm not going to sit there and put ticks in the box and no. you know count the numbers of how many people we think are, oh, oh, they don't look too bad. Do they go down as a three or a four or something? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Food, food for thought. It is food for thought, yeah. Yeah. So just before we get out of here, just remind our listeners, want to get hold of you or any of your colleagues from Staros because uh, you're now in Napier and Hastings. Just remind us when you're open and how we get a hold of you. 
Yeah, so we, we, we now got a shared space in, in uh, Queen Street East in Hastings at uh, 212 there. We shared a space with Acorn Project and Child Cancer. Um, I'm personally there from uh, Tuesday afternoons and Friday afternoons, or four Tuesday and Friday afternoons. And you can contact me on 027 286 4071, my colleague Sandra, 027 684 or just send us, flick us a message through the website or Facebook, and uh, we'll get in touch. Good on you, Warren. My pleasure, as always. You look after yourself, and we'll talk to you same time, same place next time. Same to you, Ken. Thanks very much. This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.